Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your co-captain speaking. Uh, if you're listening to... How, do, how does this go? Ladies and gentlemen, I was going to try to do a co-captain thing like, uh, this is your captain speaking, uh, and do like the joke where they just always go, uh... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the day today is the 18th of July, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. Presented by The Athletic, too. You Presented that. by The Athletic. Yes, I did skip that part. Presented by The Athletic. James, shout Summer League has officially... Chat. Shout out to the, the, the Seattle Supersonics. I was in a bar the other day on Division Street, and a uh, very awkward dap between me and this guy because it was across the bar okay. and he was like he was like you're the coolest guy in this bar with that hat and he was like really excited about it and then the bartender was like what do you know about the the supersonics and i being too dirty shirley's deep was like oh sean kemp ever heard of him so that's <laughs> the, and i had shrimp. just gotten that you ever heard of Dwayne casey he, he wasn't i just mean because the sean kemp connection anyways was, james summer league oh yeah actually he was yeah Shout Summer out. League is officially come and gone. Shout out my Chris Osgood shirt. <sighs> Shout out to the Chris Osgood right, shirt. Go Summer League is officially come and gone. Uh, Pistons went three and two, and the last two games were pretty much, I mean. Yeah, I was going to say, know. like, I, I was very curious what we were going to talk about today. Because, oh, I have a game. Oh, Don't worry. Okay. I have a game. Because the last pod we did, it was the last time Ivy played. Yeah. And the last time Kill played. And essentially, mm-hmm. the last time Stu played, like unless we're gonna sit here and talk about uh, um, Umudi and CJ Moore no. and uh, Braxton Key and the Bayheim boys, yeah, do you have, which we're not. Do you do you have any final summer league thoughts that we didn't already convey? That we didn't already cover? Uh, no, but I would re-express that Jordan Brink is really good at his job. That's your guy. Shout out to JB. Shout out to Keegan Murray. Summer League MVP. That's right. Yes. Shout out to Sacramento. Shout out to Keegan Murray. I'm pretty sure that they, they went back to back, didn't they? Because I'm pretty sure they won last year. I feel like they win every year, but yeah, maybe. They didn't win this year. Portland won. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I was conv- – yes. I was thinking MVP meant the finals MVP, but not – but but that was not the same thing. Did you see the video of the player – I forgot who it was on Portland. I, uh, IG Live Dame in, from the locker room. No, I did not see this. And Dame was essentially – on a beach with like Anthony Simons, like in a different country, and they like he had no idea they won. He's like, "You guys won." <laughs> I rec- go find that video. It was funny. It was tight. I did he had to like hide that. his girlfriend's face. It was funny. Uh, one thing that we did do uh, over the last few days, a uh, little um, housekeeping thing here. Should have let off the top with this. We started a YouTube channel, and yeah. We uh, have a new email that people can send us stuff. We will actually take care of that at the end because some people sent us some emails and we will read them on the show. We'll cover that more in a little bit. YouTube channel, though, um, much like we promote your athletic stories that come out every week. Why don't you why don't you pump your new YouTube video, James? Yeah. The Bun and Cardigan Show is our YouTube. Just go to Google and type in the Bun and Cardigan Show YouTube and you'll see our uh, what is it main page at the top. I okay. every you guys have been asking for the sneaker slash office video, so we kicked off our YouTube page with that. Uh, just fourteen minutes of me rambling about the shoes. Uh, me in a doom mask. Shout out to my yes. girlfriend for the good vo- the good video editing or not editing. I edited it, but good video shooting. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check it out. We are on YouTube, the Bun and Cardigan Show. There is going to be clips from this show that we're rec- that yes. you're listening to right now on the YouTube page at some point this week. Um, Nick will be handling that. 
I yeah. don't ideally the days that the episodes drop, I'll have videos to go with it. Yes. I don't think we discussed the Sadiq Bay story. I think that was after last pod. Oh, that got some pretty good attention. Good it job was, there. You got aggregated a lot. That, that story. Like I knew that. it was gonna be like I thought it would be like big like in a off season nothing else is going on way. Like I figured Pistons fans would latch onto it. Like a community thing, but yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like a national story. Like it made the front yeah. page of the New York Times. And then Austin Reeves punk ass was like, Oh, me too. Oh, me too. I like to work out. I'm in the gym all the time too. Everyone's like, Shut up, Austin Reeves. <laughs> Shout out to Austin Reeves. Yeah, no, Sadiq no. has been living in the mountains of Colorado. Uh, people were telling me that if he lives in Boulder, he's not isolated in the mountains, but he's in South Boulder. And I, uh, based on the description that him and um, Aaron Dotson, the guy, the video coordinator who has traveled yeah. with him there, they lived in a very small community with very few neighbors. It was pretty isolated, to my knowledge. He picked up hiking. Just remember this. We did talk about this because you told us how you – how this story came up we thought like a guy on a burner DM'd oh yeah it to you. my bad so yes we, we no 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 it's fine i you're right i just well my other piece did. didn't come out and i figured we should start with this before we get to your game the depth chart thing yeah yeah so i was actually going to lead okay. the only other thing i had to add was it was something that coincided with the depth chart thing uh let's do a quick let's do some more i live isaiah liver stuff right now because reddit loves him people love him right now people are excited there's a chance that in two years he might not be in the league but damn it right now i feel it i feel the isaiah liver i'd be energy. shocked if he was out of the league in two yeah, years. Yeah, he's just going to be able to shoot. Like, yeah. at the bare minimum. Like, he already showed he can be something defensively. Like, I'd be shocked if he's out of the league in two years. And judging by that aforementioned depth chart story. Yeah. There is a real world. You had him at the four, right? Or was it the three? I had him at the three. Because th- that's what he played Three, in and then Sadiq league. was four. Yeah. And we've seen right. Sadiq okay. have his best performances in the league at the four. Yes. Um, what'd you think about that? So, my starting lineup prediction. Again, prediction was Cade, Ivy, Livers, Bay, Stewart. Thoughts? Your favorite possible starting lineup? There's, is there one you like better? It's only one of the better ones. I don't know that there's anybody who could be who could be mad about that. Maybe the, the severe Killian Hive, who's like, no, 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 Cade and Killian, they can play together, which they can, but you have Jade and Ivy, so you don't need to do that anymore. Um, it's only one of the better scenarios. But I'm But the one, I said this a few weeks ago, and when you said that we weren't really going to be using Nerlens Noel that much, that surprised me because I thought that maybe you you ease Isaiah into it as they've been. That's kind of been the formula with him over the last two years is to not really throw Isaiah to the fire. You're talking about Livers. So I thought, no, Stewart. I'm no, I'm talking about Isaiah Stewart at the five. So I thought maybe Nerlens Noel would be at the five, Isaiah would be sixth. Which I'm not saying that's the. I'm not saying that's what you should do. Hold on, I'm, I'm saying confused. that's my thought. You're saying bring Isaiah Stewart off the bench. I'm saying I'm surprised that that's not what it's probably going to be. Really? I'm, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. There's a difference between what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen. That's why I said I've, what you just said with, with Cade, Cade, Ivy, Livers, Sadiq, Isaiah, almost probably the best case scenario. But I'm surprised that given the, the influence of veterans on this team that there's not one in there. So a couple things on that. Um a lot of people are very uh, just scouring Twitter the last whatever weeks. A lot of people are very excited about the athletic possibilities that the Pistons can have, and it seems like a lot of the fake mock lineups that I've seen fans throw out there are very um, athletic-driven. And I mm-hmm. get it. This team hasn't been very athletic the last few years. 
or the, the longer than the last few years. I about it, yeah. But I think it should be. Uh, I think it should be serve as an important reminder that even more so than being not super athletic, this has like been one of the worst three point shooting teams the last few years. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is not going to get any better this year. They're going to stink. Well, and that's why I think that starting lineup I produced to start games at least like there's as about as good floor spacing as you can get. Like the only one in there that can't shoot, or we and he shot well at summer league, or the the one you worry about shooting. I guess is Ivy the most. I guess most people would say Isaiah Stewart too, but I, you know where I stand on that. Yes. Um, so like that's we'll say three and a half guys who can shoot the ball in that starting lineup. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. I I still think that's going to be their top priority. Like yes, they did get more athletic, but I think that's just for like lineup, uh, mixing up lineups, getting creative with lineups. I still think shooting is going to be of the utmost emphasis, which is part of why I had that starting lineup as my choice. To your thing, I've also noticed that too. Like a lot of people think Stu's going to come off the bench. Like I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd just be shocked. He's started last year. Um. He started some games his rookie year. They're invested in him. They see him as part of the core. They still want to have a defensive emphasis. And for what he gives up as a rim protector, he's one of the better perimeter defenders as a big. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed he can space the floor. Like, I I would be sh- – like, I think there's more of a chance that Ivy doesn't start than Stu, personally. In favor of who? What do you mean? Who's starting in oh, front Burks. of Ivy? Like, I could see Alec Burks starting over right. – Ivy like my my reason for Ivy starting is Casey a good shooter by the way right who's not if you if you have him in the second unit that's great right and my reason for Ivy starting is Dwayne has just shown a um willingness to let the young guards just go I think obviously mm-hmm. for Kate's sake it worked out well I I wonder the Killian thing didn't work but maybe now you know what he is um which is what think he's a second unit guy right now okay um and so yeah i could see him throwing ivy in the mix and i also think like and people aren't gonna want to hear this um you make you start that young of a starting lineup and i still think it's a very it has the potential to be pretty good defensively if you win some games with that unit as your starting lineup great if you lose some games but they play hard great too i don't think uh, if you start Burks and Noel in that starting unit, then you're kind of like, all right, well, we at least should maybe win. Like, if we're going to lose, I'd rather lose with the young guys growing. And I think they have mature enough young players now, like Livers, mature b- b- beyond his age, Stewart, obviously, Sadiq, Cade. Um, like, I think this is a group that you would feel comfortable with, like, starting games. So I'm curious to see how it shakes out, but that was just my op- – that was just 1.0. I'm sure it'll, it'll change um, toward the end of the summer. The philosophy that you just mentioned, which is like, if we're going to be losing these games, we might as well be losing with the young guys, has been pretty consistent, actually. Yeah. Over the last two years. I, I don't like if, if they're going to war and, and playing in these close games the way that they did last year, it was always with dudes who were like sub 23. Yeah. Usually it would just be Jeremy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, technical difficulties there. The good news there, though, is James just gave us some YouTube content because why? What'd you do? Um, What'd you do wrong, James? I downloaded iMovie on my MacBook. I had deleted it previously. Uh, I hadn't needed it for a while. Now that we're doing YouTube stuff, I re-downloaded it. 
and it's taken up a crap ton of storage on my computer to the point that our my recording on my end of our podcast stopped because there wasn't yeah. enough storage. So as I tried to transfer over iMovie to my external hard drive and delete it off my computer, everything froze. And here we are. So you, I mean, we didn't, this isn't a, we didn't just create content for the YouTube for sure. <laughs> it just happened to work out like that. And it might not even be funny. The, the, the week that we're like, we just start a YouTube channel. We just, we have like four technical difficulties yeah. and there's all this crazy stuff that you'll have to see the guest that we got for one of the technical difficulties, <laughs> but that's only on the YouTube channel. Alrighty. We are about to start a game. That's what we're going to transition into yeah. the game for today. Now, typically during the off season, what you're going to want to do as a content creator, and this is for everybody out there. Here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to create what's the buzzword, James, in your industry, evergreen content. That's what you want to make. You want to make something that anybody can pick up at any time of the year within a reasonable yeah. timeline. And that's two words. Evergreen was the word yeah, I was yeah, going yeah. for. But yeah, evergreen content. Um, that's what you want to make. You want to make something that anybody can watch at any point of the year. And that's not what we're going to do right now. We're going to do something that is so right now that in a week it might not matter. By the time that this comes out, it might not even matter. Do you want to play this game with me? You're going to become a, a, a bookie. Okay, you're going to be an odds maker for the next 10 minutes. All right. I'm not good with like making odds, but I'll do my best. I'll hold your hand. Right. I'll, I'm holding your hand through it. I got this. All okay. Right. So the, the game that we're playing here is we have to basically predict what the most likely um, announcement will be, the next one from the Pistons. And if you're a little bit confused, stay with me, and as soon as we start playing, you'll see where we're going. Ooh. So the next move that you or Omari, that you guys report, that, have to, that has to do with the Pistons. Okay. okay. The odds that a player gets cut, I put at plus 200. I think that's the most likely. Okay. What do you think? think that's the most likely thing well it, that happens well that, it depends on plus what else 200 is, what else you have listed i guess maybe it would make sense if i read all of yeah. them first yeah okay i put player gets traded i'm gonna go plus 750 okay not so sure about that one i don't think it's as likely for those uh, i guess we we shouldn't be elitist here and we should help everybody out if there's anybody out there who does not understand odds making um if it's plus 750 that means that you would have to bet $100 in order to win $750. Okay, so plus 200, bet 100, you win 200. So the higher the number is, that means the less likely that it yep. is. Okay. Odds are that the Pistons are opening up a new park or something. Plus 1,000. I think it's likely because it's like when that's this is kind of when you announce something like, like that, plus right? 100. You think that, okay. See, when I put plus a thousand, I was like, "Well, like again, so technically, is... they're opening up and well, they announced the new community center, which is where they did the press." Oh, so you're saying on top but, of that, but the next thing, like the next thing that like like every other week, right? Yeah. That's kind of right. so maybe plus a hundred is probably closer. Yeah. This is like a, the next time that you have to put out a per sources or you screenshot a press release or something like that. The one that I wanted to put on here, but I didn't, I don't remember. We're, all of our there's been a bow put on every single trade, right? We're good on that end. Nothing's still open. From, like, the draft week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's official. Yeah. Like okay, a cool. And then I also, I wasn't going to put on here, like, we, there's an announcement that somebody turned their ankle at, like, some open gym. No, like, injury stuff, because that's, that's ill will, and I didn't really want to be weird and do that. Okay. Uh, and then the last, oh, I'm sorry, there are two more. I don't remember when the window for this is, but it's a slow time of the year, so I figured we probably won't hear anything. Odds are that the next thing that the Pistons announce is that they're signing some guy to a training camp contract plus 1,500. Okay. 
You like that one? Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, I think that's closer to... I think we're like a month away from that, yeah. You know what I think the best one is, even though I put it at the worst odds? Or technically the best, depending on how you want to look at it? Actually... Last one. That one might not be bad, because you just saw guys at Summer League. You might want to try to get them in-house. Or this one, which is they announce some weird two-way thing where Braxton Key gets it taken away and they give it to somebody else. You know what I mean? That was plus 2,000. I actually like that one the most. I'm going to take that as my betting favorite. Um... I'm I'm surprised you didn't have like they announced the teal jerseys. I don't think that's going to be the next thing they announce. I, I think it's going to be a while. I, I think it, they're probably going to take that one up to the wire. I think there's going to be a whole spectacle with it. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, huh. well, they well they would have to have it. You'd think by media day, right? Because they got to take the pictures. Well, the, I mean, we they're going to take pictures regardless. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Ah uh, no, because they never. They usually just do their regular. They usually just do home and away. Yeah. They didn't do the reds. Yeah. They try to unveil that, and I would imagine. Um, the best player to wear those teals. There will be some type of involvement with him. I mean, you can connect Facts. the dots. He's been around. He's been doing his book. He was tour. just doing like a book signing there yeah. or whatever you it can, was. It's yeah. pretty easy to connect the dots that he'll be involved in some way, uh, or there will be something centered around him. So I will leave it centered at, on or on. Yeah. Centered on him. I apologize. <laughs> Asshole. Um, <laughs> it's my biggest pet peeve in the world because centered is a definitive point and nothing can physically be centered around anything. Drives me up the wall when people do centered around. Except, we'll, we'll f- uh, yeah. Centered around the sun. We are centered on the but sun we're around it. We're central to it, know, though. We're orbiting it. I get, I get it when people say backwards or towards. It's backward. Towards. It's backward and toward. There's no s. Toward. Toward. Oh wait, is towards not a word? To my knowledge, as a uh, trained and professional journalist with a degree, I don't think backwards is a word. Like it's backward. Hey man, I wrote for Fansided for like a year. And <laughs> I a might half, be wrong, okay? but I always I think it's just backward and toward. Saying toward is weird. That's a weird word. I've never heard anybody say that. He's I, coming I toward I've you. I've never heard that. But the way you're saying like toward. I know. It's, it's, it's weird really to say by itself. Out. I never say it. I don't think I've ever said it by itself. And it's kind of weird me out to say toward. It's a weird word. Anyway. Uh, what, do, what, what, what do you think toward. would you have to guess out of everything that I just wrote would be the next thing that you have to tweet? All right. What would surprise you the least? Last. I'm going to go in reverse order. Yes. Le- I can read them again if need be. I don't think that they take away anybody's two-way. Boo. I think Braxton Key did enough. And I don't uh, – how do I say this? I think they give Buddy Behind some love. Um, yeah. No shock there, I don't think, with Troy and, and Jim's yeah, like history. It's po- yeah, it's possible. Like I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will. I want to say something about Braxton Key that I have not said on the show. Don't go look up who he's recruited by, ladies and gentlemen, sitting in your cars. If you're waiting in traffic, don't be on your phone in the car. But when you get to work, you're not driving. You get wherever you're going. Uh, who was it? Look up who Braxton. Oh, Qu- yeah, 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 Braxton yeah, yeah. Key was recruited by. Your favorite coach for whatever reason. Of all time, I don't understand because it. he's the 
He's the best coach of all time. One coach of the year. His numbers is in, is in the rafters in Dallas. There's a hint for you. That's cute. Or wait, is it San Antonio? I, I think, think it might San be San Antonio. <laughs> I'm sorry, because he was the coach of the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up in the rafters in San Antonio. Anyways, that's you don't think anybody's two ways getting messed up? No, I don't think that would be first. Um, it's the park then. No, that's second. They've announced a bunch of stuff lately. I, I think that's second to last for me. Um, then what are the other three? Someone gets waived, traded, waived, traded, cut, and training camp contract. Traded in the middle. I'm not. Shout out to Kelly Olenek. For no reason, but just, you know, <laughs> shout out to Kelly Olenek. And Saban. He's not. He would just get. That's he, what I was. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. If. Yeah. I, I, as I wrote, I think if somebody does get cut, I think Saban is the most likely candidate. So I would go two there. Um, And then one would be. What would one be? Oh, training is camp Carmelo, deal. Carmelo's not doing anything, right? No. So is that a thing? Can we? Can I we have can Carmelo imagine. Is this going to be like a stop? Is this going to be like a Joe Johnson type scenario again? When we're like, oh, we got Joe Johnson, yes. and then we have to cut him to keep Christian Wood. But this year, that would be like Balsa Kopravica. Is this going to be like? I can't even fathom how it's it's mid December. Melo's shot twelve <laughs> times in this game. And just Pistons fans just losing their shit. They're like, oh, initially they'll be happy. Like, finally, Melo's where he should have been. He should have never yeah. – we should have picked him. He should have been a Piston his whole career. And then it's mid-December, and he looks off Cade to shoot an 18-footer. <laughs> and it clanks rim, and, like, everybody's going to be pissed. Yeah, he's he does going, the, like, clear out, the clear Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, what, I wouldn't be – I think that would be – I think Melo would help. I think from a business perspective, honestly – I think they've done enough this offseason to make as much money as they're going to make next year. And I, I just don't think Carmelo Anthony's going to add more than like $50,000 to your total revenue for the year. Yeah, so. but I also think that like Melo wants to play, I would imagine, if he's going to keep doing it. Like he's not, I don't think he's ring chasing. Like he's ring chasing, but like he wants to play too. Facts. That second unit doesn't really have a score. The hell is happening? We're actually going down this road. I don't think it like would be the worst idea in the world. Oh, you don't need to convince me. Like, would you Olympic rather have? Mello's would you rather great... give eighteen minutes to Mello or Kevin Knox? I would. I would. Hmm. Let me let me tread lightly here. As a fan, like for yes. your viewing experience, which one? <laughs> yes, I would rather give Carmelo forty-eight minutes over giving Kevin Knox five. Okay, so yeah, you could yeah. Maybe if you trade Olenek, you you played Bagley at the five, Melo at the four. What's the incentive for him though? He you gets know? to shoot the shit out of the no, ball I know. at forty nine years get... old. And then what happens when he shoots thirty six? Then he he's out in February. That's all right, you know how rich Melo is. Right? No, I'm saying that's a good thing because that means you're flipping him. Oh, trade oh, him to the Lakers should, oh, for like a yeah. Maybe you flip him. Yeah, like, that'd be shocking. But yeah, maybe. Trade him to the Lakers for a 2035 second or something like that. <laughs> That'd be funny. Whatever they got going on over there. That'd be funny. Yeah. Thoughts on Braun in the Drew League? Dude. All right. I have two things. A lot of wild takes going on about the Drew League since that, by the way. Yeah, I have two things about the Drew the that whole situation. Um 
I don't love this is like old man James right here. Like mm-hmm. imagine that and this is just also me like having done stories of historic basketball places and having to hear like these stories by the people that were there like when I did the St. Cecilia story. There wasn't cameras, there wasn't I wasn't on TV like you had to be there to have this memory. Like there's maybe 500 people in the world that can remember seeing George Gervin on the floor with ice with uh, Isaiah yep. Thomas this one night in in Detroit. I kind of hate that like it was broadcasted because like that should have been like a moment for like the people in the building. Like instead like me and you are going to talk about 20 years from now. Yeah, remember when we watched Bron play in Drew League? We're 2000 miles away. I didn't watch it. I didn't care about watching LeBron against non-pros. Like I just had no interest in that. But I kind of feel like that was like this the social media quick fast food take like i wish those people in that gym that made it there only got to experience that look i think this it comes off a little boomerish but honestly i really respect it i really respect that take like it just it didn't need to be and i get it it's like we have the technology to do it now and all that stuff and it is braun but like i don't know if i was in la i and i made the and i made the trek to go see that in person like i'd i'd want to have that memory to myself that's a that's a it's a very it's unique to that city but instead we all got to watch it i don't know I, i'm weird about I that i think it also probably did a lot for lebron's i mean not that lebron needs image stuff but you know how he is with cameras and and like publicity and stuff so i'm also sure that lebron being there he was like yeah like he wouldn't have wanted it to not be broadcast right. because he wants everybody to see that he's not going to shy away from something like the drew league just because he's 100%. old he didn't hasn't done it in what like 10 years yeah. so he's definitely sort of not part of a that good point I just yeah, as a as a lover of those old stories that you hear about, yeah, I was I randomly went to this gym on Tuesday and for sure. And uh Mike Muscala was playing one on one with uh Mike Miller. Gym right up the street is where Keegan had been working out for the last like four months. You know how hard it was not to be like the like the SpongeBob meme with what is the guy's name? Not Picklehead. Plankton. What was the guy's name? Some, no, 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 no. Larry. Oh, I think Larry was his the name. Lobster. The, Kevin. No, it was Kevin. It was Kevin. Uh, hi, Kevin. I'm your biggest fan. That guy. That meme. That would have been me if I went to that gym. But I. Didn't. I actually nice still person. don't believe you that you never. I've you've texted me about this that you've known. I know. I, there's more to the story. I don't I want to put th- it all out there, but you know, I'm surprised you didn't go up there. I don't I believe know. that you didn't go up there. Actually, I know the address. I know every piece of information that I need to know. And you can get in for free at this gym. Oh, and that yes, I can. And that does sound very like stalkerish. That is right. not how there's, this there's is. more yeah, to there the story. There's a lot more. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot more. It's just not. It's not important to people. It's Nick, not going to be interesting. Nick to knows but, somebody that works at the gym. We'll say that. Yeah. Right, and so that's how yeah. he was aware of it going on. That's an easy way to say it. So, what do you say we end the show by reading off a few of the emails? Yeah, did we get a good amount? Us. No, uh, for for only it being one tweet, I didn't want it to be a huge influx because I wanted to be able to read a good number of them. And I think that there are some questions here. We'll be able to jump through real quick. And this is how we could probably got like four or five. Six. Tell the people so, the email again and we will do this yep. every podcast. Yes, we will. You can email us literally anything. It could be a goof. It could be a question. It could be a, it could be literally anything. It could be a story. We will read it if it's if it's worth yep. reading. Well, anything's worth. Yeah, reading. Yeah. But anyways, OK, from Daniel Cavins. James. You didn't read the email off. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Uh, it is just bun and cardigan at gmail.com. Not the bun and cardigan, just bun and cardigan was, was, at gmail.com. Was the gone? Like I just didn't even check, okay. honestly. Uh, okay, from Daniel Cavins. James, you might have gone over it before, but I think people, including myself, would be interested hearing about your career in journalism. How did you get started? What led to your job offer at The Athletic? Finally, when the inevitable time comes, uh, what are you interested in doing after working on the beat. Daniel, thank you for the question. James, you have talked about this before, but it's been a while, and I think it's worth revisiting. Um, yeah. W- graduated high school, Flint Carmen Ainsworth, went to Michigan State, majored in journalism Ooh. with a focus in sports journalism. Um, sophomore year of college, I met a gentleman named Andrew Hank, who was also a sophomore at Michigan State at the time, and actually remind me to get Andrew Hank on the pod uh Sure. This summer. Andrew Hank is now the equipment manager for the Lakers. Uh, so he would have some great stories. Holy smokes. Yeah, so shout out to Hank. Um, he was working at the Lansing State Journal doing what we call stringer work, which is uh, if you're old enough to remember, like the back page of the newspaper, they have all the scores in pro and college sports and the high, high school sports. It was one back page with just tons of stats. You'd put that together. You'd answer phone calls on football nights, basketball nights, and – yeah, so I did that. Once he told me his boss was looking for somebody, I was like, cool, I get my foot in the door at one of the biggest papers in the state. While I'm in school, I get paid more than minimum wage, which at the State News, which is Michigan State's campus, they were only getting paid like $2 an hour or something like that. Here I was getting paid like 8 bucks an hour, and I'd get like 25 hours a week. So as a college kid who had who paid for summer school and stuff like that, like I, it made sense to me. Um, so I did that. Through college, when I got out of college, uh, they offered me a – well, during that time, they would throw me, like, opportunities. Hey, like, go cover Michigan State hockey. We need this. Go help out with basketball. The football team's playing on the same day. The guys are going there, so you go there. Um, so I did good enough work that when I graduated, they offered me um, a full-time job to cover high school sports and local college sports, which obviously include Michigan State. Yep. Did that for three or four years. Um, in doing that, caught the attention of the athletic with some of the stories I made, I, I did, and, and came up with in that time. And I've been with the athletic since. So since this is actually coming up on what year is it? Twenty twenty two. Yes, sir. Uh, this, my five year anniversary is in August. Nice. Here's something I don't wait. I don't know if I feel like it should be six. Well, it was Luke's first year, so it would have been two thousand seventeen. Yeah, and it's twenty twenty two. Yeah, I guess. Five. Yeah, so it's five years. Yeah, um, I I don't I do not I'm genuine. I'm, I apologize that this is putting you in a box. I don't know if it is. So if it is, you can just be like, move on, and I'll just read the next email. Yeah. Uh, were there any when you were making the shift over to the athletic? Were there any other publications uh, that you were looking at? Uh, I got offered the athletic job as I landed back from Knoxville, Tennessee, because the Knoxville News Sentinel wanted me to hire me to cover uh, Tennessee football and basketball. And when I I let the athletic know, hey, I may take this. Uh, they offered me when I landed. So, yes. Nice, man. Um, and then what was the other one? Do I, what, what do I want to do next? Yes. Um, Gym teacher. <laughs> I've So I've had opportunities to leave Detroit, uh, both internally through the athletic and externally through other news outlets that we will not say. Um, over the last. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Over the last two years, uh, I very much uh, 
and com- am uh, loving my job currently. I, I enjoy covering the Pistons. It's in terms of uh, engagement and subscribers and readers. Like you guys would be surprised. Like you, you could put the piston my piston subs up against almost any beat that we have at the Athletic. So I appreciate you guys. Um, and I, yeah, I've had some opportunities to go to bigger markets, air quotes, but that doesn't necessarily bring happiness. Uh, you can go, right. you can be a national voice without doing that with the, in the internet age. And I, I obviously feel like I'm one of the better NBA writers in the country. And I think my stories have traveled beyond Detroit. So you don't necessarily Thanks. need to do that anymore. But um, when I'm done, I wouldn't mind being like a national features writer if I could just like write two stories a month, travel across the country and do like features on guys. Um, after this, I wouldn't mind being like a sports writer, uh, sports writing professor somewhere. The old David Aldridge. The old David Aldridge. Yeah. Shout out to DA, my coworker. Oh, yeah, he yeah. is. I actually wasn't even doing that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Daniel, Thank you, for Daniel. that. Uh, from David Hewlings. Love the show, guys. Longtime listener. You make my Tuesday morning drive the highlight of my work week. My question for you is if you could do a top five or top ten Detroit Pistons player rank, does Cade rank in the top ten after year one? Now, here's my favorite thing about David's email that I really empathize with is his signature. Now, David, I'm assuming that you left this in here on purpose, but as somebody who has a – I've had the same email since I was nine – so my signature is a nine-year-old signature, and I still to this day don't know how to change it. So when I'm sending an important email, I have to consciously remember to take out my yeah, signature. Yeah. And sometimes I forget. Uh, David's signature here is, mmm, I love cookies. <laughs> so anyways, instead of doing the, because I don't want this episode to run too long, we don't have to rank like five or ten, but I'm really interested in the question of, does Cade rank in the top ten after year one of all-time Pistons? No. So let's go through it really quick. Yeah, no order. Yeah. Let's just rattle off ten who we think. Are Isaiah, okay, so Isaiah, Joe, Dave Bing, Joe, Do, Joe Dumars, Dave Bing. That's three. Yep. Um Kelly Chapuka. Stop. Let's like wait before like, we can get. Let's. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Bob Lanier. Yep. Chauncey. Rip. Ben. Tayshon. Rashid. Uh, George Yardley. That's actually not even a joke. I mean, and if, did we say Grant Hill? Oh, no, okay, we didn't. Grant Hill. So Grant Hill. And okay. With all yeah. due respect to Cade, his rookie season wasn't better than Blake's All NBA season. So, so if we're just going very, based off Cade's sample size is one season, no, he is not yet. Where do you want to put Ben in there? So I like to rank based on impact. Like Ben, to me, is a top five Piston of all time. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Five, yeah, probably, like if you're going for gonna, like yeah. I always say it all the time. If we're being honest, Grant Hill and Blake are the most skilled Pistons ever. It's basketball ever. skill is Blake a top five Piston of all time? No, but if you're just looking at pure skill, he had a real good year. Grant and Blake are probably two of the most skilled Pistons of all time, if not the two most. So I would, yeah. I would have, I, I like to factor in impact and what they meant. Uh, I would say Ben is easily top five. Find me another athlete who was uh, a Halloween, a Halloween costume. All right. 
from Luke Desprez. Hello to you both. No questions to be answered for me. Just wanted to write as a man who has also battled with mental health and show support to Nick. You both do a great job and keep up the work. Thank you, Luke. Thank you Luke, for that. Yeah. Although I do f- maybe feel like I shouldn't have read that one. Sorry, Luke. But hey, thank you. From hey, Levi Winkle. That's good. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, from Levi Winkle. Hey, guys, big fan of your work. We've established that Troy likes to build the roster through trades. He's made many moves in his time here, but due to the rebuilding nature of a team of the team, those moves have been mostly smaller deals, certainly nothing blockbuster in parentheses. Jeremy might be the exception, uh, but it was very expected by that point and not an overwhelming return. All agreed so far. Uh, Levi says, here's my question. In another couple of years when we are doing some serious competing, do you think Troy is planning on making some big move to land another star? Star. It seems like another big name is on the move every year at this point, And when we get competitive, he either sticks with the development or will he make a splash? Thank you, Levi, for the question. So basically, is this leading somewhere or is this what we got? I mean, we talked about it before when you usually draft young guys to eventually trade them. We've talked about that before. Blow yeah. it up. Draft young cores to kill it's them. Very, it's very rare that you see a young core grow together in today's game. Um, I will say this, though. Troy has built a young group that looks like it could just grow together, which is a very, yes. kind of very rare. I guess the OKC is doing it now, too. But there, there's it's very rare in terms of the it's old school in a good way. In, in which and how it's going down and i think that's like kind of refreshing and fun to watch and see assuming that these guys stick around for a while um there is going to be a time where they're going to have to pay somebody and they might not want to pay somebody there's going to be a time i mean for i know pistons fans are excited right now but not all these young guys are going to work out and yeah the pistons are going to want to either turn a corner or turn a, another corner once they turn a corner and sometimes trade uh, trading somebody you like uh, leads to that. Troy always says he'll 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 make any trade that makes the Detroit Pistons better. So, um, well, I I don't have like a name in mind. Would I be surprised? Well, that's kind of like yeah. a the the only one I right now at this point in time that I think there's no way he gets traded is Kate. Right. So I was going to do a little mental exercise where if we're assuming that it's the trio of Sadiq, Isaiah, Stu that are probably going to have to go, unless Hamadou, you know, turns out to be something crazy. You know, the Bagley thing works, um, but th- it's going to be some combination or Ivy of. Or of I I don't know, man. If they're going to, tra- I just I I would trading Jalen Duran already feels weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. it should feel weird. We just fucking drafted him. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just I I I'm just, I, yeah, yeah. That's like I don't who, in my head. I, 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 I no expect shot. Sadiq and Isaiah. And Duran, those guys, to be Pistons for a long time. I just would – the what only was, one that I think is off limits at this point in time is Cade. Well, what I was going to get at there was – sorry, it was a really long-witted way of trying to make a really simple point. I can't think of a player that I would want to trade any combination of those players for. Not one. You're a sicko. Don't say – and don't be like Luca, Steph, KD. Those guys don't count because that wouldn't – You nobody would say yes to that. Right, so I'm talking about if if Dejounte Murray was on the table and that was a conversation. No, you wouldn't trade. Not if Sadiq has to go. No. So, like, if somebody said, "Yeah, give us, um, give us Ivy Hayes and Livers, and we'll give you," that's different. That's different. Okay. Somebody says, "Well, give us Ivy Stewart." No, and uh, a future <laughs> no. first, and we'll give you. 
Um, See, you can't. Miles Turner, the guy. That's a lot for Miles Turner. Oh, no, yeah, no, second. that was just first one that came to mind. Hold on. Uh, we'll give you DeAndre Ayton. No. See, I don't think you can quantify this. I just don't think there's going to be anybody. Kay. That's not enough, no? I mean, Ivy. Stew. Ivy, Stew, Killian and, a future and Liver. First. Oh, and, and, and Killian in a future first. I First, the for the record, I wouldn't big do that of all trade time. if I was Detroit. But That's the best shooting big of all time. Yeah, he is. Is he a winner? We'll find out, won't we? Yeah, I was gonna say, don't let's not do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll find, find out, out if he if he is. I I wouldn't put any of that on him. Um, All I know is I watched Andre Drummond yes. uh, get twenty and twenty against them every time they played. So I'm very, I, I hope I hope I can't wait to watch Minnesota. I hope Cat rises to the occasion. Would you do it for Rudy Gobert? Is the question? Would you do the aforementioned package for Rudy Gobert? Now, obviously, they wanted way more than that. What is this racket about the Knicks? Almost given up their roster and six firsts for Donovan Mitchell. There is no shot that Kevin Durant gets traded if that's what we're doing. Yeah. Like, Jerry West had a point. I think it was, like, Grimes, Quickly, and four firsts. And Obi Toppin. And Obi Toppin. I would do that if I were the Knicks. No shot. Is Are any of those guys going to be as good as Donovan Mitchell? And I'm not even a big Donovan Mitchell guy. No. Are the Knicks? Did the Knicks just give $4 billion to Jalen Brunson? Yeah, like, they're stuck. They got to go for yeah. it. I just hate that being a reason. Like, oh, we are a, we are really poorly run, so now we might as well just go all in because we have nothing else to do and we won't be able I'll, to do I'll be pissed else. if Juan Soto is in a Detroit Tiger next week. Do people want that? Is that on the table as a thing? Well, did you see he did decline? No, yeah. I know that, the, that the ti- he declined but it I would say and the that Tigers like have, trying to trade him. Tigers have one of the better farm systems to go. Like, I think the Tigers have, a, have the pieces to go do a deal if they want to. It's whether or not they have the cojones to go do it. So who are we on? Let's I would, Tigers talk real quick. If there's quick. a way to get rid of, they can have whoever they have, whoever they want besides Riley Green. But if they want Riley Green, okay. I'd go ahead and do that still. So I was gonna, I was gonna do Tigers talk as who's untouchable. So we're trading Torque and Casey Mize. See ya. For Juan Soto, yes. Well, here's the thing about Casey Mize: is are we sure? Are we Torque? Are we sure about no, Casey Mize? No, we're not. Right. That's kind of what I'm saying. And we're I'm not, not sure look, about anybody Tommy outside John of is, Riley. Hmm. Scooble is nasty. Scooble was good for like his first seven starts. His next seven were like it, like I think at his peak, Scooble's is your second, third pitcher in your rotation. Give me Juan Soto for the second or third pitcher in my rotation, like every time. How about Stevie going after it for the wings? Yeah, we'll see what happens from everything. I don't know, but here's the thing: is we came into the Tigers season being like this is the official year that Detroit sports starts to. You know, turn the corner. The Tigers are going to be great. The Lions got hard knocks, and which we're not even going to do Lions thing because I, James, I know how you feel yeah. about all of that. Dan Campbell is incredible, but that's where the dichotomy lies is in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, by my best, but dude, he's great for hard knocks, is he not? I like Dan. I like Dan Campbell. I like what the Lions are doing. I'm not going to waste. I'm not going to invest my emotions to that team uh, anytime soon. Like it's not. They've done nothing for me in my life. They've brought me no. They brought those, me. In, Calvin Johnson has brought me joy. Barry Sanders <laughs> brought a two-year-old, three-year-old James joy. Um, I think you're forgetting somebody in there who uh, is from 
to Texas, the, went to the University of Georgia, wears number nine, just won a Super Bowl, by the way. That would have been funny if you would have said he went to high school with uh, Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> How about the guy who, I don't know if you knew this about him, but he went to high school with Clayton Kershaw. No, I, uh, no, I said what I said. Um, individuals have brought yeah. me joy. That team has never Such once brought me Such a bad take. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Such a garbage day. What is it? He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, by the way. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So is Trent Dilfer. He's a great analyst. Great analyst. Blah quarterback yeah. on the greatest defense maybe of all time. And had Todd Heap, the Storm and Mormon. You know, here's a can we go down Michigan State memory lane for two seconds and then we'll kinda we'll get this thing back on track. Yeah. Because we lost the game, I don't think people remember it as much as they should. Remember the first ever Big Ten championship game, Michigan State, Wisconsin, which again we lost. But uh, Keith Nickel had the ball uh, like on like the five yard line, and when he he tossed it to B.J. Cunningham because he was getting dragged out of mm-hmm. bounds, and B.J. Cunningham ran it. You remember yeah. that? That was that was a good day. I'll never forget too. I don't, you have to be like my you have to be a sicko to remember this, but I don't remember what you're talking about. Drew Stanton versus Northwestern. No, that's iconic. Uh, Mark Dell. Versus Cal, first game of the year, whatever year that was. I was 2008. That was 2008. I don't think I was in high school yet. I thought I was in middle I school. Was, I, was, I would have been in fifth grade. All right, maybe I was. My JV year of football. Maybe I was in high school. All I know is I remember watching Mike De- Mark Dell go for like 268 yards against Cal in week one, and me and my dad and my sister were at uh, Kalahari. Oh, nice. from our hotel room. Yeah, nice. I actually that game we couldn't even watch that game. It was that game and then the the bowl game that we played, the Champ Sports Bowl against BC uh, when we, when Matt Ryan yeah, was recording. We that. couldn't watch that. It was we couldn't watch that game, so we had to like watch the ESPN GameCast like on our computer. Yeah. You know, that's so that's fun. what we were. Can doing. you name three? Shout out, name three professional athletes from BC from Boston yeah. College. Um, Matt Ryan, yeah. Matty Ice, Andre Williams. Um. He flamed out, but he was in. He was uh, at the Heisman ceremony, yeah. so that that counts. Didn't Luke Kuechel go there? How do you say, is Kuechel Luke Kuechel right? The linebacker. That's where he uh, went, right? Boston College. Uh, possibly. I don't know why I, I think said that's that. Where like, he went. I, who like, did you I have in mind? Him, right? Yeah, uh, I was gonna say who did you Jared have in mind? Jared Dudley and oh, of Reggie course. Jackson. How could I forget? Oh, Reggie Jackson. That's a good guess or good guess. Good good pick. Alrighty, James. Tail end of this one really, really lost us. I mean, it's, you got an album pick? Nothing to talk about. No, you got an album pick? Um, as he looks towards his vacant <laughs> that's wall. That's gone now. Yeah. Where the hell are, are you looking? Uh, oh, we're gonna do today is or yesterday was the fifteenth year anniversary of my favorite album of all time, Blue and Exile, Below mm. the Heavens. Uh, okay. Changed my, changed the way I listened to hip hop music. Changed the way I discovered music. Changed the way what I appreciate in rap music uh, as I now only listen to West Side Gun and SD Neck. Uh, but yeah, Below the Heavens, Blue in Exile, 15 year. One of the greatest albums of all time. Dancing in the Rain, my favorite song of all time. Am I? Is it cool to like Denzel Curry? I texted Zarek about this. I don't know if people uh, think he's corny or not. I think he's sick. I think he's very – he's not my cup of tea, but I, I would say he can rap and he, he, he's different. Okay. It's not my cup of tea. GID is my favorite. Of all time? No, just right oh, now. Okay. Come on, it's Drake, the best rapper of all time. Come on, man. Hey, I, we got off of the episode last week, 
And as soon as the Zoom ended, I said, I forgot to tell the story about me getting hit by a car. Why don't I do All that? All right, yeah, let's do that. And then almost happened again, actually, the other day. So I I laid it out as if I got struck by a vehicle. It was more that I struck a vehicle. <laughs> so I was on a bike. And for those who are familiar with uh, Chicago and, well, I guess a lot of cities are going to have these, but specifically on the north side of Chicago, how narrow a lot of the bike lanes are going to be if there even is one to be found in the street, right? So so if you're going down Ashland or something, now in my case on the north side, I was going um, east on Montrose, okay? Just setting the stage for everybody. Shout out to Eric Montrose. And uh, the, the, the bike lane had a, like a pothole in it, so I tried to like, you know, swerve out of it, but I had to kind of swerve into the road to do it because if I swerved on the other side, I would have been hitting parked cars. So I like turn around to make sure that there, you know, that there are no cars behind me that I can do it. And there's one that's like far enough. I'm like, I'm fine. I can do this. The car literally speeds up, so I have to swerve back into like all the parked cars, and I just like flip over this car. <laughs> and it was it's funny because I'm fine. Yeah. But I thought that I shattered my wrist. And I was like, I was panicking because now I'm going to describe this and it's going to sound funny, but it was not in real time. Okay. I was halfway like flipped over (laughs) when I started to realize this car alarm is about to go off because I just hit it. That was your concern. And I'm going to, and I'm, and there are people, this was on the 4th of July. Yeah. Okay, so there are, I'm going to the beach to watch fireworks, and there are you know a million people around right now. Everybody's got the day off. Everybody's enjoying their day in the sun. And so everybody saw me swerve into this car and just flip over it, and then get up and like look at my wrist and like kind of <laughs> nobody like, stretch around on you? like no, no shot. The car just kept going. That's funny. People like looked and then just kept walking, and I got back on the bike and like pulled my phone out and like checked my email, and I was Check like, and then email. once I. I didn't know what to do. I don't know if you've ever been hit by a car before or rather hit a car. But. I haven't, but I have a good bike story. Um, so being born in 92, late 90s, early 2000s, like I was to Damn. go have fun. Like you had to go ride your bike in your neighborhood to go see your homies. Yes. Like yeah. that's what we were on. Like we would meet up at the basketball court and we'd hoop and or we go to my man's house and we go hoop, whatever. And one day I was in my neighborhood and I was on my way to somewhere. Um, and I tried to do a wheelie or something crazy and I hit a pothole and flipped over the front and Mm. like scraped up my face, Mm. like almost broke my neck. I'm on the sidewalk and like, I want to cry. Like I'm like 10, 11. Like I want to cry bad as hell. Like this shit hurt. Yeah. And for, but I like I was I was still I was kind of cool then like where I like had to first before I like cried I had to look around like make sure nobody saw me like you gotta look I've been yeah. trying to look player my whole life yeah so yeah, I wanted yeah, to look yeah. player then too even though I just busted my ass <laughs> I look around don't see anybody to my left anybody to my middle anybody behind me again I'm on the sidewalk which means that there's houses attached to the sidewalk I look to my right. It's just an old man on his porch staring at me. <laughs> staring at me. I'm bloody. I just like almost died. Doesn't say yeah. a word. Just stares at me. Doesn't <laughs> say a word. So didn't help you. Didn't help me. So then I'm like, dang, like I would that's messed up. Like I would ask the kid I would ask somebody if they were all right. So I wanted sure. to cry even more. So as soon as I turned the corner, I like 
I hid in a bush and just cried and wiped myself off. But did you have like so you're scraped up? But like, what's the worst injury you've ever had? You ever break anything? Uh, I mean, I've gotten I've shoulder never been surgery. hurt. I didn't even know that. Yeah, playing ball, like it popped out once, uh, and then it can I like shimmied it back in, or somebody at the court pushed it back in, <laughs> and. That's a painful thing when your shoulder comes out. Uh, that happened about four or five times before I went to see a doctor, and the doctor said, "Yeah, you could like not get surgery, and you'll just have to keep popping your elbow or your shoulder back in, or you get surgery." Dang, so I got man. yeah, shoulder surgery. I've broken my ankle at Eastern Michigan's basketball camp. Um, I used to get nosebleeds a lot. I used to have to put water in my nose before bed because I would get nosebleeds. You never injured yourself like that? Ah. Uh... I got a concussion once playing football, head to head contact. You know how it goes. Both players put their head down, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the vibes. Uh, basically death. death um row. We were doing the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. yeah. Which for those who know, no. Is a, first of all, it's a great drill. But boy is it unsafe <laughs> and nobody should do it ever. It's so stupid to do. Yeah. And I don't think you're actually allowed to do it anymore. I don't anymore. think so either. Um, in some states, no. Maybe. But other than that, you know what was funny? The, so I I might have told this story before. My freshman year of football, so uh, we first day of uh, two a days that we were wearing pads, which is like the third or fourth day of two a days. Okay, first play from scrimmage, what, what first position snap are you? of safety. So at in this in this moment, I was on defense. I was playing safety. Okay. I could see you okay. being a safety. I was a corner growing up, but then yeah, I got moved to safety. You got dusted one too many and, times. Uh, you were better off as a help defender. Facts. Facts, sure. though. Right. I'm not. No lie. Yes. That's exactly why. But I was a quarterback, though. So, right, I had something going for okay. me. But anyways, so uh, the dude who was like the running back, powerhouse running back, this dude was a truck, okay? He runs the ball up the middle, and I'm kind of thinking, I can take this one off. Like, he's not going nowhere on the first play of the year. <laughs> dude comes right up the middle, comes, you know, charging at me. So I run up to him, you know, getting my stance. Dude hit me so hard, all four of my chin straps got the little <laughs> buckles got knocked off, all four of them, and it was just like like all tangled in my face mask. And I like got up, I was like, bro, and he's like, I'm sorry, man, I didn't. And he and he housed it because I'm the last line of defense. Um, and then in an actual game, a similar situation, I, I know I've told this story before. Similar situation, first play of the game, we were playing Brighton, and I was in at safety. But I was also – we had the ball first, so uh, I, like, didn't come off the field in that game. I was on kick return, punt return. I was quarterback. I was safety. I, I was always on the field, right? So I'm gassed after one possession. Is this we were just JV on or freshman? Freshman. Okay. So I'm, like, 13, 14. Yeah. I'm in at safety, and uh, dude, exact same situation. Just runs up but runs right at me. Doesn't put his shoulder down, but instead puts you. me in the gr- – stiff arms me into the dirt. And houses it for like sixty yards. Is there footage of this? Not anymore. You got it wiped. Unfortunately. Do you have? Any I'm more actually of your, mad. Do you, have any I, more of your, do you have any of your football highlights? That would be good YouTube content. I. It might be difficult to find them. I know that I have a video of me as a nine-year-old. Eh. Um. Nobody was trucking at nine. With an eight, with like a ninety-yard pick six. Yeah. We want to see like you your, like we want to see like your huddle film. Like you were trying, you know like you were hard? trying to go to, to oh, like uh, trying to get to the league. Yeah, like the Eidelberg, and or I think that's what's called. Do you know how hard it is as a nine-year-old to a get an interception, but to b get a pick six? 
Do you know how hard that is as a nine-year-old? Do you know I how often they're throwing fo- the ball? I played flag football growing up. My parents wouldn't let me play tackle. Which and is I'm smart, by the way. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart thing to do. Um, luckily, Matthew and I were both fine. but well, um, Except there was... Are you? I'm, I'm straight. Are you? I don't think football is the reason that <laughs> I am the way that I am. That's what I, you know what I mean? Alrighty, James, you picked your album. Uh, I don't think I have one this week. Oh no, I do. I added one actually to my uh, top albums of the year. Um, it was a Block Party album. Is this uh, Block Party Alpha what Games? Is block Party. There we go. Type of genre. What do I want to call them? Electro pop. Kind of. Okay. That's Sounds a, like it. It's a. It's close enough. A little more. Um, a little harder than that. A little more alternative. But okay. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, no matter where you are, you can leave five stars. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. Um, what do they do on The Athletic? Is there anything specific uh, that I'm they can sure. do? With our... I'm not sure. Uh, you can comment on the podcast on The Athletic app. I don't know if you can review yes, it. Yes, you can. But, uh, yeah, check out Google, The Bun and Cardigan Show YouTube. Uh, Google. Or just go to YouTube. Yeah, and I've been having money cardigan. Don't, it's been go, don't go to, to find Google. It from Google. But yeah, maybe that's just me. Here's the workaround we'll for that: is if you sometime this week, is if you search it on YouTube, and if it doesn't come up, go to the um, like filter, mm-hmm. and then s- sort it by upload date, oh, and then yeah, your yeah, video yeah. will immediately show yeah. up. So there you, you see go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with metal mask. That's me. MF Doom. We will catch you guys. Doom. In the next one.